It is party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. I am remote. Uh, made a last minute game time decision to do this. Uh, we had, I have dog hair on my microphone. We, that's the joy of being at home. I, we had a, I don't know if it was a weather event this morning, but we definitely had a traffic event. And before I jumped on the road and got in the middle of all that stuff, I texted Brandon and said, I'm going to do this from home. We're going to do this remote. Be back in the studio tomorrow. My mother, I talked to her on the phone the other day. She said, I don't like it when you go remote. And I said, why not? I'm still, I'm still beautiful, mom. She said, but you don't get to talk to people. You don't get to have their inter- interviews and stuff. And I was like, we can, mom. I just choose not to do it. It's the Chad Prather show. People are on here for my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how it is where you're living, but I think it's about seven degrees here right now, and so I am bundled up. I am uh, Brandon. I'm all Glenn Becked. I'm yeah. all Glenn Becked right here. This is uh, I've got layers on and a lot of a lot of flannel. So yeah, we uh, you got your uh, what you got there, Brigham Young? Get I got Brigham Young. I got a rep beanie. Y. Yeah, dude, I'm repping repping the Cougs. <laughs> This is a weird weekend, man. I uh, <laughs> I didn't have a sh- I, I tell you I didn't I didn't have a show. Uh, I didn't no shows this weekend. We were in Round Top, Texas, doing our annual thing. Had a good time over there. Antiques week, uh, twelve miles of people stuff uh, out on the side of the road. It's kind of cool. Then uh, I uh, came home. We watched the uh, the World Series. Rangers, of course, uh, won one, lost one. So we'll see how it goes tonight. And then. Um, I didn't watch any football. I, I watched I watched a little bit of Georgia, Florida. That was a pretty boring game, as we expected it to be. But enough about that. Um, I was pondering on a word this morning. I've been I actually wrote some things out as I was sitting around thinking. This word just kind of popped into my head. It's the word goofy. <laughs> not, not a lot of people sit around thinking about the word goofy. Uh, but we live in a goofy world. You know, I, I don't have to tell you what goofy means. Goofy means ridiculous. It means ludicrous. It's, it's just silly. And I was sitting here thinking about how goofy the world has become. And I, I, I don't know. I, it, it, I, I want to get a little bit downtrodden, a little bit depressed over it because we're so far gone from critical thinking. <clears throat> you know, I don't know who said it first. I, I mean, it's been an age-old thing that, uh, you know, facts are greater than your feelings. I know Ben Shapiro kind of popularized it with his slogan, but um, it, we've really gotten into a feeling type of culture. And the way you feel about something is the way it should be. No, nothing frustrates me more than when somebody wants to toss facts and truth out the window in exchange for their feelings. Now, I, listen, I can feel like a millionaire. I can feel like a billionaire. I don't really know what that feels like to feel like a billionaire, but I'd, li- I'd like to try it. Uh, but that doesn't change my bank account. I can call them on the phone and tell them I feel wealthy. I feel like I should own a private island. I feel like they should give me a loan for a you know, multi-million dollar home. But they're going to look at the facts. They're going to go check the numbers. They're going to see if the credentials actually line up with what my request is. Now, by and large, we've gotten into a world where if you say no to people, they don't feel good about that. 
if you reject them or you say something that subjectively offends them, then they're, they're going to try to cancel you. Um, they're going to try to uh, pretend you didn't exist. Uh, they're going to try to rewrite you, if you will. That applies to not only individuals, it, it applies to groups of people, but it also applies to things like history. And they want you, by and large, the world these days wants you to forget history. They want you not only not 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 just the old history, such as ancient history or even history from a few years back, but they want you to forget immediate things that have just happened because, well, we just feel like you should. And we feel like you should give us a free pass because, well, we didn't necessarily know what we were doing. And so now we just feel like you should just let all that shit go. Well, see, that's the problem. Facts don't facts don't um, don't really let you do that. Truth doesn't really let you off the hook because ideas have consequences. Uh, there are things that happen that actually mean there's going to be, uh, you know, something, there's going to be a recompense for it. You will reap what you sow. Now, for instance, I want to play a clip for you here. This is a professor, professor from, uh, NYU, New York university. And he wants forgiveness. He wants amnesty. Now, I, I made a T-shirt about this uh, not long ago after an article came out in The Atlantic asking for amnesty for the mistakes that were made by people, people in the media, people in, uh, in uh, academics, people in the medical field, people in the corporate world, mistakes that were made. They erred on the side of caution. And uh, they want amnesty for the mistakes that were made in regards to COVID and the lockdowns. This professor is basically saying the same thing. Fellas, play clip number 12. Well, I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy, and in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people, the CDC, I'd like to think the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information and we were doing our best. So it's, 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 well. so let's, but let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the, yeah. the shit show that was part of Yeah. Now, I, I want to start saying F you. Um, over and over again to, to not only him, but also to the people that were clapping and applauding that. I, I know it sounds very uh, charitable and honest and transparent to be able to say we were wrong about these things. Yeah, you, you, you were wrong. And, and here's the, here is the really effed up thing about it. We told you you were wrong. We... we actually went on shows like this and told you that you were wrong. You weren't erring on the side of caution. You were erring on the side of extremism. You felt authoritarian power, and it was given to you, and you took it and you used it to abuse people. Lives and freedom, liberty, Ways of life, society in many ways, was lost. My friend Brad Skistimus, five times August, he said, he said this on Twitter. I was reading it this morning. 
And uh, these were the things that were making me think of the word goofy, because this guy's goofy, that he wants forgiveness, that he wants to just be able to say he was wrong and that's okay. But Brad Skistimus tweeted out, he said, you know, stay at home, save lives. That was a lie. And they said that. We're in this together. That was a lie. Two weeks to slow the spread. Lie. Masks help prevent the spread. That's a lie. Super spreader events. That was a lie. The vaccine is a dead end for COVID. Remember when they said that's a, that's a lie. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccines. They were lying. Breakthrough cases are rare. That was a lie. The shot is 100% effective. That's a lie. Only two shots to get your life back. That's a lie. You just need to get the third one. That was a lie. The fourth one offers the most protection. Guess what? That's a lie. A million people died of COVID. Lie. Pandemic of the unvaccinated was a lie. Winter of severe illness and death. Remember when Joe Biden kept saying that and many others? That was a lie. Nobody was forced to take it. That was a lie. The vaccine saved millions. That's a lie. Nobody's injured or dying from the shot. That's a lie. All signs, I can go even further. All signs point to COVID originating in nature. That was a lie. There's no DNA in the vaccines. Lie. My mRNA stays locally in your arm. This mRNA stays locally in your arm muscle. That was a lie. Now, we'd probably get censored on this show tonight. There'll probably be parts of this that YouTube will want to take down. Uh, Remember when they said vaccines stop the transmission? That was a lie. Uh, They didn't want to mandate the vaccines. That was a lie. Uh, People aren't considered vaccinated until they take their second shot. That was a lie. Remember, because when they were counting the vaxxed versus unvaxxed deaths, if you had one shot, then you were considered unvaxxed. We could keep going on. They said face coverings, any cloth covering, any cloth mask or a bandana will help stop the spread. That was a lie. All the lies. But see, they lie to us 24-7, and that's goofy. That's really, it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. I mean, the fact that tomorrow is, is Halloween, and I don't give a damn what your opinion on Halloween is. So I, I, whatever, that's not the point of the topic. Please stay with me. <laughs> Tomorrow's Halloween. Traditionally, kids like to wear masks to school, you know, wear their, wear their costumes, show off in front of their friends, have a little party, you know, worship Satan, whatever it is you guys are worried about. But they're saying they, that kids this year, a lot of school districts are saying they can't wear masks because, and, and this is what I read, which made me think of the word goofy. They said, well, we've decided that masks are a hindrance to the learning experience for your child and that uh, masks will be bad for them in a classroom setting. Now, I want you to think about that. They literally masked your child for over two years or put them on a Zoom call, or put them behind plexiglass. They did these things. That, to me, is goofy. But your kid can't wear a little latex mask or you know, put on a little makeup, dress up in a, in a costume. I don't know, go as freaking Britney Spears. I don't care what they do. But, again, the lunacy of the whole thing was that uh, it, it's all, you know, all um, going to hinder their education. And this pinhead, this pinhead, wants to get up there and say, oh, we were wrong. We went too far. Yeah, you did. You went too far. You shut people down. People lost their businesses. People lost their incomes. People lost their marriages. Hey, you piece of shit. 
Here's what I'm going to say to you. No. And here's to all you pieces of shit out there applauding this son of a bitch. No, we're not going to forgive you. We don't give you amnesty. Ah, I know. Chad, you're supposed to forgive everybody. No, here's the thing. I refuse to forgive the actions of those who engage in authoritarian behavior, little dictators, little tyrants who tried to shove that shit down our throats and tell us that they were right in the, na- <clears throat> in the name of science. And they were wrong. They were wrong. And the consequences are going to come to bear. Now, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why there are so many sudden deaths in the world. I don't know why people are losing their ability to walk. I don't know why they're getting palsied. I don't know why they're having strokes. I don't know why they're having cardiac events. I, I can't say because, again, the beloved CDC that this asshole wanted you to cherish isn't going to tell you those things. And again, we can't believe anything unless it comes from the mouths of those communists in the World Health Organization. But I can tell you what I've seen with my own eyes and the reports I've heard with my own ears, the things that I've read, the life experiences from people from jabbing shit in your arm and in the name of doing it for the safety of humankind. Folks, we were engaged in a major experiment, and now this guy wants amnesty. Just forget it. I mean, don't you just feel like forgiving, forgiving everybody? No, I, I'm, I'm not quite over it yet. Uh, I'm not really done with it. I won't forget the fact that I have seen the face of human nature, and that face is evil. And this guy, who, don't get me wrong, or him, don't misunderstand, given the opportunity, let me tell you what he would do next time around. The exact same thing, if not worse, if he could. Because they've already shown their hand. You give them a little bit of authority and they become corrupted. They couldn't handle authority. They weren't responsible enough, but they were given these things. As he said, he served on his child's school board and he shut everything down and he went too far. You know what he'll do next time? He'll shut it down because they can't help but get a freaking boner off of hurting other people and showing just how powerful they are. Oh, it's all in the name of safety. It's all in the name of health. It's all in the name of science. Whatever words you have to excuse to get by with your treachery that leads to tragedy so that you can pat yourself on the back to the applause of people on HBO and a bunch of pinhead soft-boiled eggs out there who haven't ever had a critical thought in their entire life can applaud you and clap for you, and you come off seeming heroic and so transparent. You can kiss my ass, and I will say, fuck you. All right. My Patriot Supply, folks, it is clear that the unthinkable is here. We've already seen it. But uh, we got a lot of media distractions. They're not going to tell you the truth. Folks aren't going to see what's coming, and it is coming, folks. And listen, you need to listen to people like us, me. I wasn't wrong before. I'm not wrong now. There's some stuff coming our way. Uh, And uh, you say, how do you know? Well, it ain't ain't because I feel it. I can tell you that. It's because I can see it. I can, I can see what's going on in the world, and I'm not wrong. The headlines are proving me right every day. you got these trusted, so-called trusted institutions. I want to tell you, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. The government's going to save you, but you know better than that. Folks, self-reliance doesn't happen overnight. you got to start somewhere, so start with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the country's largest preparedness company. They're more than equipped to stock your shelves. You need to ditch those canned vegetables and the boxed pasta. Uh, I was going through my pantry this morning throwing stuff away. You need to get their best-selling 
one three-month food kit that provides the delicious breakfast, lunches, and dinners that'll last up to 25 years, 2,000 calories every day, balance of protein, carbs, keep you fed and ready in event of an emergency. Just add water, heat, then eat, and guess what? They're delicious. So you need to strengthen your food supply with the three-month food kit. Get one for every member of your family. That You go to preparewithchad.com. That's a great website, preparewithchad.com. Order now, fast, free, discreet shipping. That's preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. Yeah, somebody on social media said to me, guys, uh, yesterday, they said, you have got such a dirty mouth. I got a dirty mind, too, but just be glad that all the stuff that's in my head doesn't come out. I can tell you that. Uh, no, what, what they said was, you have developed such a dirty mouth. No, I, I mean, thank you, I guess. I mean, development is good. And uh, if you could hear the way I can piece those things together so poetically, you would be impressed if you weren't so... Uh, immediately offended. Um, it really is a gift. Brandon, I, what happened? Do we, do we know what happened to Matthew Perry? I mean, I, a lot of people die. So a lot of people die. Yeah. A lot of people die in this world. And, and Matthew Perry is a celebrity. So we, you know, people talk about that, but yeah, you know, we think of him as in terms of friends and I, and I will give him the credit. I'm going to, I want to hear what you got to say here in a second. I'll give him the credit. Mm -hmm. You know, his, his book that he wrote, I think, did a lot to expose the life of addiction. It was very transparent, and I didn't read all of it, but I did read some of it, and just because I was curious. And yeah, the guy went through a lot. I mean, anybody that destroys their body with with taking like fifty, fifty five, oh, he's like it in a day. A lot. Yeah, he was taking a lot. Yeah. So what Sad. I read, I mean, what I read is that he had a heart attack in his hot tub and drowned. Uh, yeah. I find it a little. Hard to believe there probably wasn't some sort of drugs involved. He is a man who ate so much Vicodin, his colon burst. Uh, yeah. So I guess we'll find out if they do a talk screening, but you can only live that lifestyle for so long before it kind of catches yeah. up with you, you know? Well, it just absolutely destroys you. And and it's a sad thing, I mean, that that you mentally get to a place where you have to medicate your body to that point and drug yourself. I, that's a sad deal. Yeah. I read somewhere that he had had, um, I think I, this was a while back. I read this, uh, that he had had like 14 surgeries because yeah. of his drug addiction. And you, that boggles the mind to think of what all can you do to yourself? Uh, and I, and it's sad when you see his Instagram post, you know, he's there in the hot tub and things. So I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know either he did or he didn't. You know, my question was, how does somebody, you know, have a, whether it was a heart attack, cardiac episode, and then drown in a hot tub. And then how is, who called 911? But apparently I think he had an assistant that left yeah. to go run an errand and then came back and found him. Something like that from what I read. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a sad deal. And, and of course, everybody's mind always jumps to the, oh, was he vaccinated? Well, then we, of course he was. Yeah. Now I, I tweeted that out as a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My thing is, I mean, my thing is like, okay, let's just assume everybody's vaccinated at this point. I kind of get tired of the whole, I, I like, I don't need to jump on every celebrity or athlete death at this point yeah. or every eight year old or 17 year old or whoever's death and say, okay, they're vaccinated or the <laughs> syringe emoji. It's like, yeah, I get it. I mean, they are. Most are out there. So many of them are. And it's like, let's just go with the fact that they are. And if it caused it, it caused it. I don't know. Uh, we're going to see more and more of that. I think it's going to become very normalized in our world um, where we're going to see more and more people who 
You know, and I go, oh, people have always died young and they've died from all these other things. And a guy like Matthew Perry, he's abused his body for so long. I mean, he was running on borrowed time. Maybe that's true. I, so I, I have no problem believing that. And again, it doesn't matter what I believe. It doesn't matter what I believe. It's a sad, tragic deal. And heart goes out to him. I mean, I, I great memories from, you know, what he contributed to the world of entertainment. Um, but again, I don't jump to the, the vaccine thing uh, just because it's like, OK, listen, we've already, we don't have to speculate at this point. We've seen enough stuff that we already know the damage yeah. that this universal medical practice that everybody was forced, basically forced to engage in or guilted into engaging in, um, you know, they, they're having to deal with it. It's cold in my house, dude. Like, I don't know if you saw that in the first clip. I had <laughs> snot that dripped off my nose. I had to grab it. Now people will go back and look and see. But I got I got the wool hat uh, on, man. I, mean, I got went, everything. Well, it went from like it went from like 80 last week and like this weekend. And then just boom. Now it's like 45 degrees. Well, I, I you know, I'm, I don't do hot. I don't do hot at all. And I really don't do cold either. I'm, I'm sort of a very first world comfortable person. <laughs> I get but I had to go build a fire. I can see into my living room across there. I, I had to go build a fire because my AC or my heater was off. And I woke up this morning and um, it's about 58 degrees in the house. And, and I'm not that guy. Ooh. I'm not that guy. Uh, but speaking of heat, uh, they have now melted down the Robert E. Lee statue. They're in Charlottesville, Virginia. They did it uh, sort of kind of like in a secret little ceremony. They didn't tell anybody where they were going to uh, melt this statue down because they were fearing uprisals, uh, up, uprisings and reprisals. And what are the words? I don't even know. I don't use words for a living. Um, they were afraid of that from people who wanted to get revenge for melting down a statue because they've heard things before. I think this was the statue that was... They're in Charlottesville where the guy crashed his car into the crowd during the Charlottesville uh, protest and killed Heather Heyer. I think this is where they were protesting at. And so one of the big excuses is, well, it's no real excuse because they just wanted to melt it down because it's Robert E. Lee, who was the general of the Confederacy. But their excuse is this has been a rallying place for so long of white supremacists and racists and yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, let's play clip number one, please. That's creepy. Right? They're just when peeling watch, his face off. When I watch this, it's just, it's very ominous. Yeah. That's, that's a, uh, I'm going to make that my profile picture, actually. That is very ominous. That kind of looks like what my girlfriend goes through when she gets her face lasered. Um, anyway, look at that thing. Woof. Doesn't even know that doesn't even look like Bobby Lee right there. Um, you know, I listen, I, listen, I, I'm a child of the South. People can say, oh, you were born in New Jersey. Yeah, I was born there, but I'm not from there. I mean, I was literally just where I was born. I did stay there. Uh, family did stay there. My father's from South Carolina. My mother is from Georgia. Her family's from Georgia, right on the border of South Carolina. My father's family uh, came up from southwest Mississippi to South Carolina. Uh, we're we're people of the South. My father's middle name was Lee. I have that name tattooed uh, uh, on the underside of my left arm. 
uh, because it's my dad's middle name. I have a, a little remembrance, remembrance of him tattooed on my body. Uh, you know, Lee is is a name that is a lot of people's namesake. So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to just start smelting everybody who's got the word Lee in their name somewhere? Um, what are we going to do? Now, I know that there are those, those again, soft-boiled yahoos out there that want to say, well, statues aren't history. But no, they are a piece of learning for history. And those of you who want to immediately say, well, you Republicans, you conservatives out there, y'all are wanting to ban books. No, we're not, no, there's no books that have been banned. You can still get all those books. We're not having bur- book burning bonfires out there and eradicating them. Uh, you guys are actually engaging in 1984. Y'all are Orwellian. You guys are melting down history. Y'all are getting rid of history and taking away any opportunity to, to learn from that because you're taking any remembrance of it and you're turning it into, you know, a, uh, a blazoned image here like they did with old Robert E. Lee and his horse traveler. Let's don't and the horse he rode in on and the horse he rode in on. Now, what they're going to do. And, and again, by the way, what we want to do with those books is we just want to make them not so accessible to our 10 year olds when they're showing things like fellatio and cunnilingus. All right. In the school library. Can we just ease off on that a little bit? Your rhetoric is disgusting. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that racism has now ended now that this statue is gone. I'm sure that racism is no longer. I mean, we, we, we put the phrases and the slogans and the end zones of the NFL and on the backs of football helmets. Uh, it's been in the NBA. There's been out there. It's in the commercials. Every commercial out there has an interracial couple. So, I mean, surely racism is dead. But they were just holding on by that one last little finger, just hanging on to that precipice. And it was it was Robert E. Lee and his horse traveler. They We had to melt that down. And so now all of man's inhumanity towards man is going to just go away. It's been eradicated. Now, while they're at it, I think that they should go ahead and burn down um, – the University of Virginia, because this is where that was there in Charlottesville. I mean, let's go ahead and get rid of the University of Virginia, because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but University of Virginia was actually founded by uh, a guy named Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. I mean, you all have heard of Sally Hennings, right? I mean, he, Sally Hemings, you know, birthed nine children for Thomas Jefferson. I mean, she was, you know, the daughter of his one of his slaves and, you know, went on to become his whatever, you know. But the University of Virginia right there in Charlottesville, founded by Thomas Jefferson, a, a son of the South, man, and slave owner. So let's go ahead and because I don't know if you guys realize the full meaning of this story, what they're going to do is they're going to take this uh, former statue of Robert E. Lee and they're going to they're going to make more statues. They're going to be inclusive statues. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but it's this is the this is the uh, proposition that's been put forth by the professor of religious studies there at the University of Virginia. Who, uh, who says, yeah, we're going to put out more you know, inclusive statues using this same uh, material that was on the Robert E. Lee statue. So it's just going to be a rebirth. I'm sure it'll probably be something commemorating George Floyd, you know, King Fentanyl. Uh, and, you know, we'll probably do another one of those MLK, you know, and the hands holding the giant penis there in Atlanta. I don't know what the hell that statue was. But, man, uh, I'm sure it'll be powerful. It, it when it when it all comes out, 
And uh, Chad, you know what? You know what that reminded me of is all I could think of watching that was how throughout history, when nations get conquered, the conquering nation takes their art and their statues or whatever, and they repurpose them. Like that happened with yep. the pyramids in Egypt. They took off the the first layer because they wanted to reuse it for other buildings. That's all I could think about when I was watching. I was like, ah, I don't love Robert E. Lee's history, but I don't like this either. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what I was saying in the very beginning. Uh, people want to feel a certain way about yeah. history. And it doesn't matter how you feel. Yeah. It's history also, is there. It's also it's hard there to, for call, you to learn from. It's hard to call it a secret ceremony when you release all the video on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, they just they had yeah. a a few people that were allowed to come, and those were the people who were involved in the tearing down, the demolition of it, and the deconstruction of the parts. <sighs> but uh, um, you know, I mean, Robert E. Lee is the man who Lincoln wanted to be his general, mm -hmm. and Robert E. Lee said, "I can't fight against my own people." But he also said he wished that he owned every slave in the South so that he could free them. <clears throat> and at the same time, you know, Abraham Lincoln is the one who said that if he could uh, if he could maintain slavery to avoid the civil war, civil war, he would do that. Now, in full context and fairness, he said if he could free every slave to avoid the civil war, he would do that. And he said, if I could keep some and, and free some to avoid the civil war. So Abraham Lincoln was kind of wishy washy on that whole deal. But he did express the sentiment of saying if he could keep every slave, he would, if that would avoid the Civil War. In other words, he wanted everybody to be right, and they weren't. So um, anyway, we're, we're living in a crazy world. Again, it's goofy. Guys, you got to clean your guns. Uh, you, you, listen, I was up this morning. I do weird shit, man. I, I, I do some weird, crazy stuff. I, I woke up this morning. Uh, my girlfriend came by. She said, hello. I was in there sharpening knives. Cause that's what I do. I'm just a weird dude. Um, and she goes, what, what in the world? I said, well, I've cleaned all the guns. So now I'm sharpening knives. Uh, you got to clean your guns though, guys. And one of the things that I have found that I think works the absolute best is a new concept called barrel buddy. Barrel buddy is a, is a polymer that, that you put on the end of the rod, you push it through, it will compress to fill the interior of the gun's barrel. It'll clean the rifling grooves. It will, uh, it won't leave behind residual particles like a lot of the patches do so it makes it safer it scrubs it collects it absorbs you can buff the interior surface clean you can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it all with barrel buddy man it's such a simple solution and i want you to get uh, one of each of their seven different sizes make sure you're going to fill every barrel you got and they will all fit so uh, it's an important part of being an, a responsible gun owner. you got to clean those guns, folks. Barrel Buddy's a new concept. It's a better concept. It's a safer concept. So I want you to get some today. You're going to like them. You're going to love them. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com. Be right back. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma this weekend. We're back in the saddle, baby. Jesse Payton and I are headed up there. It'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Saturday night is going to be lit. Friday's early show is getting packed. Uh, low ticket alert there. Um, the late show Friday night, still got plenty of room in there. It's a late show, 10 o'clock. Late show. They're trying to kill us. Um, and then Thursday night, 
uh, is filling up as well. So get some tickets, man. Come hang out with us next week. We're in Wichita, Kansas. Then the week after that, I am in Tomball, Texas, District 249. And then uh, that weekend, Jesse and I are back in Marble Falls, Texas. So come on, hang out with us. Do plenty of stuff with us. Uh, I'm starting to get in the Christmas spirit, man. I... uh, I, I'm going to decorate my Land Rover. It's time to put the Christmas tree on top, put the wreath on, on the front, run some Christmas lights over that thing and just go down there like, like a jolly old elf. Speaking of Christmas, November 17th, my new song, I'd be jolly too. We shot the video for that yesterday and it is funny. It is a lot of fun, dude. I bet I've watched it a hundred times now and because we were working on the edits late last night, and it is funny, funny stuff. So uh, go to my social media. Go to my link tree, actually. If you're on Instagram, you click on the link in my bio. That takes you to my link tree in the, the very top. You can pre-save. I'd be jolly, too. You don't have to. You don't have to buy anything, nothing. It just tells you when it's available. That's all you got to do. And... Uh, yeah, it'll be available on your streaming service. Just pre-save that sucker. Oh man, oh man, I miss good. I miss. I miss good cartoons. But thank God there are uh, there's South Park to tell us the truth out there. And there's no fear of them being canceled. They just tell you the things that uh, are going on in our going on in our world. And you know what? They just don't miss. Uh, let's let's watch some cartoons, shall we? Play clip number two. Them, the puppet masters. The last time I had the dream, I was, I was walking down the school hallway, and then I see Butters, and he's like, "Hey, Eric, you want to see what my mom had me for lunch?" And that's when I start to notice that something's wrong. Everyone I cared about has been systematically replaced, and finally I want to scream, and I'm like, "Why are they replacing every single character with someone who is diverse?" But the kitty's like, "It's not our fault. It's because of Kathleen Kennedy." But then Kathleen Kennedy's just like, "Fuck it, make it more lame." And everyone in town is like, no, please, Kathy Kennedy, stop ruining everything. But Kathy Kennedy is all like, put another gay diverse woman in it. Make it more fucking lame. And the Disney stock just keeps going <laughs> down and down and down. And then Bob Iger is all like, eh, no, but don't have a stock. No, Kathy Kennedy. Ah! <laughs> yeah, you got to make everything more diverse. So if I understand right, Brandon, uh, they're scrapping the, the new Snow White, right? Uh, uh, I don't know if they're completely scrapping it, but they're doing a pretty good overhaul of it. Yeah. So they're they're redoing the movie. That yeah. was the live action remake of Snow White and with the seven dwarves who weren't dwarves. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, and they weren't they, dwarves. And, and now I now I think they're doing like CGI dwarves. Wow. Yeah. Imagine imagine the disappointment of you get a part to play a role in a major motion picture for Disney. Yeah. And then they, then they CGI your diverse ass, right? Out yeah. Uh, isn't it just a perfect encapsulation of why they're failing? And your only, your only sin is you weren't a little person. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're CGI. That's, it really is. We're all going to be replaced, but, uh, good for them. And, and, you know, the little woke girl, whatever her name is that played Snow White in that thing. I mean, she just couldn't shut up about it, you know, complaining about everything. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, and like, you know, talking about diversity, I, I'm getting a kick out of this thing. I, diversity 
is a beautiful thing when and when and wherever it works, right? If it if it makes sense. Diversity for diversity's sake is stupid. Like if you're just doing it because oh we got to fill a quota, I don't want to be a quota. I don't, I don't want to be a quota. I'm all for celebrating our who we are. I'm all for celebrating our differences, whether that's a difference in skin color, hair type, personalities, opinions. You know, guys, I was thinking about that over the weekend, and and I was thinking about opinions. We all have an opinion, and our opinions it's like our feelings. I don't have to honor your opinion. But I'm not going to fight you because you have a different opinion. So have a different opinion. I'm going to I might ridicule it, but I don't have to change your opinion. I don't need you to agree with me on everything. If the, if you want to go out, if Disney wants to go out and make a really garbage crappy movie or, you know, Isuzu wants to make a car commercial where, you know, there's a there's a a thruple out there, one's Asian, one's black, and one's whatever. I don't care. Like, that's that's their business decision. That's their opinion of how they want the world to look, I guess. <sighs> but I don't have to I don't have to pay attention to that. And you know what? If you're gonna put it out there for public consumption, then I have the right to make fun of it. That's the beauty of what I do for a living. But again, everybody's got an opinion. You're, you, you go online, you read the comments long enough, and you'll realize no one agrees with anybody else. And that's okay. That's okay. But again, they're going to continue trying to cram it down our throats, and you've got to accept it. Well, you don't. And, and people like Anheuser-Busch are discovering that. Disney's discovering that. Uh, I think, well, we'll see what happens with Dana White and UFC, which, by the way, I had to I kind of had to get on to some folks there at the blaze because there was an article put on the Watch Chad Prather Facebook page the other day that was a Jason Whitlock op ed editorial about how Dana White caused Bud Light to buckle, you know, to the tune of one hundred million dollars. And it made it sound like I was the one who was saying congratulate Dana White for, you know, doing what he did with uh, with uh, Anheuser-Busch. No, that's they Blaze puts these articles up. They put them out there. Jason Whitlock's opinion is not my opinion. You just have to read through. And so, you know, I sent the email to the folks at the Blaze and said, please don't do this again. And then I deleted it because <laughs> that's what you get, bitch. When you put stuff on my Facebook that I don't agree with, I just delete you. You can have your opinion. I didn't I didn't ban it. I just don't want it on my Facebook making it look like and they could have put it up there and said it differently, but they didn't. So, uh, again, people are going to have their opinion. Uh, yeah, everybody at the place has their opinion. I mean, Sarah Gonzalez and I don't even always agree on everything. Yeah, that's true. She agrees with me on everything. Um, but no, I, this diversity thing for diversity's sake is just gotten absolutely stupid. And you know what? It doesn't work. It doesn't work because the rest of the world, when you have people, when you have women parading down the street carrying Palestinian and, and listen, Taliban flags, when, when they, they were parading down the street, these women with makeup on their faces, and they drove their car to the rally, got out, paraded, and they're shouting in the street, exercising their free speech, uh, supporting people like Hamas. You you don't have a clue what diversity is all about because those folks are not interested in diversity at all. They would kill you for walking down the street with your face uncovered, much less showing your you know girl power by driving yourself there and actually putting on makeup. Dear God in heaven, 
Um, the rest of the world doesn't embrace things like you do. They just don't. Well, the world needs to change. Well, do, do, do. They're not going to. I mean, they're just not going to. They've held on to those beliefs for thousands of years, man. It's so good for Disney, good for Snow White, more power to them, and maybe they can CGI in some midgets. All right, guys, every year we all pledge to save more money and spend less. And you know what? We're almost to the end of the year. Did you do that? Did you do that? Here's the thing. How are you supposed to save when you're paying inflated prices for everyday essentials like gas and groceries? It's hard to do. You can't just cut those purchases out of your budget. But now, thanks to the uh, the money back hack, you can get cash back from all of these places where you spend your money by using the Upside app. It's an incredible app for anybody that buys groceries, gas, dines out. That's all of us. With Upside, you get cash back on every purchase. It is my secret weapon for staying on track with the savings goals. So what you do is you go and you download the free app. That's Upside. And you use my promo code, C-H-A-D. I spell it, Chad. And uh, you'll get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. So claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Pay as usual with a credit or debit card. Follow the steps in the app. You'll get paid. And uh, you're going to get three times more cash back with Upside than you would with some kind of credit card rewards or loyalty program. So, uh, And plus, Upside doesn't sell your personal information to third parties. So uh, you can trust them. Upside, just keep on earning hundreds of dollars a year. And uh, that's why they got a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Get the Upside app. It's free. Use promo code CHADSAFE. Get extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. So get the Upside app, and we'll be right back. I, uh... I love Kamala Harris. I don't know if you guys feel the same way that I do. I love her. Um, I saw her. I guess it was on 60 Minutes the other night. She's she's kind of had a makeover. She's looking she's looking bright, and shiny. Uh, she looks. I, they've done something to her. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I saw it from a distance. I could be wrong, but she looked a little different on 60 Minutes the other night. Um, and uh, Kamala has the same message that Joe Biden. A very strong message uh, for Iran. And if you if you listen to this clip, um, we're going to go to five here in a second, boys. But if you listen to this clip, you take a look at this thing, you'll start to hear the same rhetoric that we've heard in recent days from uh, Joe Biden. Play the clip. What's the message to Iran? Don't. As President Biden said, just don't. Exactly. One word. Pretty straightforward. Don't. Man, I love that. I love that foreign policy right there. Just don't. Just don't. Um, God, there's so many jokes, really crude jokes that I could make right here. Um, but I'm going to refrain. My mom already doesn't like me doing it remote, so I'm just going to leave it right there. Um, don't. Um, ah, well, you know, here's the thing. They're going <laughs> to. Your don't message is not going to be very effective. And the reason they don't have anything else to add to it is because they don't have anything else to add to it. There's nothing else that they can say in regards to this. So um, they don't have a clue what they're doing. Again, this is goofy. Let's go back to our word goofy. You know what's goofy? Uh, Goofy is, of course, Kamala Harris. We can start calling her Kamala Hamas. Uh, 
Kamala giving an interview, that's goofy. It's ridiculous. She shouldn't do it. She shouldn't be allowed to do it. Uh, she always feels like, it sounds like she's got snot in the back of her throat or something. I'm not sure what that is. But um, there's something there. Um, you know, goofy is Joe Biden pulling out of Afghanistan, saying we're done with war, we're pulling out, and then creating more war with Russia, China, and Iran. Ah, uh, something about that just doesn't ring accurate with me. I, I um, The whole thing just seems like a, what's the word? A debacle. A debacle. Just doesn't feel right. That's our word, right? It doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't pass the test. So, um, you know, here we are. Uh, and I don't know if he'll do it or not, but on another note, uh, Speaker of the House Johnson, he says he's looking into subpoenaing Hunter Biden. Uh, play clip number 10 real quick. Are you expecting to subpoena Hunter Biden? Um, I'm, I'm looking at that. I, you know, I think that uh, desperate times call for desperate measures, and that perhaps is, is overdue. We've not made a full decision yet. I'm, I'm uh, counseling with the uh, attorneys involved on all of this to see what the contours of. I'm, I'm an attorney myself, so I speak the language. Um, we're trying to move forward on some of this very aggressively. I think the American people are owed these answers, and I think uh, our suspicions about all this, um, the evidence that we've gathered so far, as you, as you, as you know, uh, is, is affirming what many of us feared may be the worst. And, you know, as Jamie Comer likes to say, bank records don't lie. We already have a lot of this evidence, the dots are being connected and we'll see where it leads. Yeah. I remember that whole thing where they were shutting you down on social media and you couldn't discuss the Hunter Biden laptop back during the election time in 2020. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's go ahead and subpoena him. Let's go and just get some stuff out there. Cause again, as I said, this is another thing we were right about and everybody wanted to just, uh, yeah, they wanted to shoot us in the foot. <sighs> it's hard being right this much. Oh, boy. Uh, hey, listen, I don't know if you've checked out TheBlaze.com. That is a they've done a good job, man, putting that thing together. Brand new website. Uh, you can package the whole thing together, get all the features of TheBlaze.com with your subscription to Blaze TV. I encourage you to go to BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Sign up. Uh, we're calling it Blaze Plus because you just get everything under one roof. Uh, you get all of the all of the fun, informative programming that we try to put forth right here, as well as all of the news, the op-eds, the opinions, editorials, all the good stuff at TheBlaze.com. Some of it you won't agree with. Some of it I don't agree with. Sometimes they post it on my Facebook and make it look, makes it look like I agreed with it. But that's okay. They're my friends. They're my colleagues. And we have a good time trading ideas. That's the beauty of having free speech and living in America, folks. Let's do it while we still can. You don't want the uh, the ads and all that crap coming and, and the big brother overlords at the, uh, the big tech companies telling you what you can read, what you can hear, what you can see, what you can listen to. So, hey. Put your money where your mouth is and join us at the blaze, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Get it all, baby. And check out the blaze.com. We'll be right back. All right, folks. Hey, uh, thanks for letting me be remote today. I just didn't want to get out in this cold weather and sit in that traffic. Uh, it was crazy out there this morning. So anyway, uh, a lot of grace involved here. And I appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and sharing the podcast and uh, taking the time to uh, tell others about it. Please go to where podcasts are offered. Leave us a rating and a review. And a five-star rating, we'll take it. It's what we deserve. And a good review, we'll take that as well. Any review is helpful because it helps us in the uh, in the ratings and the standings. 
And uh, it's hard to grow podcasts these days. There's a lot of people vying for your attention, and we appreciate the opportunity that you give us on a nightly basis to uh, to share our opinion. And it's okay if you disagree with it. It's okay that you don't feel good about what I have to say. Um, because, again, we're just putting some things out there and giving us some critical thought. Come see me in Tulsa. We're already getting some uh, threats of, you know, people wanting to come beat me up or something in Wichita. So who knows? It could be exciting. You don't want to miss out on that. Uh, check us out, man. Watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. Do a little shopping over at, uh, at uh, 76forever.com. And, uh, man, we got tons of stuff coming up. Don't forget, go save the uh, pre-save, the new I'd Be Jolly 2. That's my Christmas song coming out November 17th. Don't miss it. And uh, thanks to Brandon. Thanks to George for taking care of us today. And uh, we will be in studio tomorrow. We love you. God bless you. And talk to you then. Bye.